The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to this special edition of Busted Open. I'm Denise Salcedo, and I'm going to be sharing some thoughts on the premiere episode of AEW Collision. What a wild night we had here today. So CM Punk is officially back, and I think that we got a little bit more than what we bargained for maybe because we had CM Punk go out there and cut this promo that definitely had people talking on social media. I think it definitely had people reacting, whether it was a positive reaction or a negative reaction, you were still reacting regardless. We all know the drama between CM Punk and the elite. We don't have to rehash that again, but let's go ahead and talk about what went down on AEW Collision and pretty much just, you know, what happened. So let's kick it off with the way that the show started. So instantly, the second the show started, we got these massive CM Punk chants. Of course, we're in Chicago, so I think that's what people were expecting. I think for the most part, people were expecting cheers for CM Punk in his hometown. So CM Punk comes out, and one of the first things that I should mention is that in this promo, he definitely talks about the elite. He doesn't necessarily reference them directly, but it is very, very obvious by a lot of what he said. But also, before he even did any of that, a little thing to know about this promo is that CM Punk took off the AEW mic flag from the microphone. Now, these are kind of the little things that I think really matter and kind of take things into a whole other perspective. However, you want to read CM Punk taking off the AEW mic flag. I thought that was very interesting that he did that. And it was something that I'm like, okay, CM Punk doesn't just do things for the hell of doing them, right? Like there seems to be a purpose for everything. So that was one of the things that kicked us all off. But then what we got here was a very, very, um, it was a very 
spicy promo. And by spicy, I mean that it was heated. CM Punk said some things that I wasn't so sure that he was going to say. So part of me going into this, I did really want to hear CM Punk kind of mention something either about the elite or the brawl. I didn't really know exactly what, but I didn't want him to not address the big elephant in the room. I felt like he needed to. And I think that given who CM Punk is and the person that we have seen on television, social media, and all of these different platforms, I feel like we expected CM Punk to not shy away from discussing this. And he didn't really. There was a lot of really uh, solid one-liners that made me wonder, it made me wonder how much of this or if any of what CM Punk said during this promo was known beforehand. I'm curious as to what Tony Khan knew was going to be said, what the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega knew what was going to be said, or if they even knew uh, exactly some of the things that were going to be said by CM Punk. I know that CM Punk had mentioned previously that he didn't know what he was going to say until he got the microphone in his hand. And so if this was a complete surprise to the elite, I am very, very curious to see what their reactions was to this promo because there was a lot here that I can definitely see the elite being upset about. But let's get into what CM Punk actually said. So one of the first things that he did was emphasize that this is a wrestling professional business. He said that this was a business of grownups, that this has never been a popularity contest, because if it was, he probably would have lost that a long time ago. One of the sentences he keeps reiterating throughout this entire promo is, tell me when I'm telling lies. We hear this multiple times and he straight up says, I'm tired of being nice, which is kind of a funny line for CM Punk to say, considering that a lot of people have not been thinking that CM Punk has been nice whatsoever, but that was the nice version of CM Punk that you are seeing, according to him. And, you know, he gives some love to the fans and talks about how much he loves professional wrestling, all of that, right? But then he goes on to say, it seems there's some people that hate me for the same reasons you all love me. I understand that the sheer magnitude of me makes people uncomfortable. I very much understand that my mere presence makes people uncomfortable. That's because I am the truth and the truth is painful. He then goes on to throw a shot at the Young Bucks, a very, very obvious one, because he says, I am the one true, genuine article in a business full of counterfeit bucks. And then he goes on, and a lot of people were wondering whether or not he was going to apologize for the media scrum or his actions or any of that. And this is what he had to say. There's the people that think they are owed an apology. I've grown older and wiser in my years. Sometimes it's better to be the bigger man. If you feel you're here today and I owe you an apology, here it is. I'm sorry that the only people softer than you are the wrestlers you like. And oh my God, I think out of a lot of what was said here by CM Punk, that was the line that legitimately got like this reaction out of me because I'm thinking, oh my God, like you're just, you literally just called them soft and did not hold back whatsoever. And that is so 
that's an insult like i'm sorry but like no one wants to be called soft whatsoever like that is a big time shot and so hearing that i'm thinking oh my god that was the moment where where i was really wondering what the reaction of the elite was going to be and then he continues on to say until there is somebody in this company that can fill these boots they belong on my feet as he's holding up his uh his his boots and also he does have this red bag and in the red bag from the sounds of it he may have the championship belt in there because uh he never technically lost it so that's something we'll address in just a second and before cm punk walks away of course he does a whole mic drop and he stares right into the camera and says i didn't come here to be a star i am a star and so what i gathered from this promo uh is that clearly and i think we all pretty much knew this especially based off of the espn article and of reports that have come out that you know cm punk and the elites have yet to mend things in the espn espn article cm punk did say that he did reach out to to the elites to try to start these conversations but heard back from their lawyers saying not to contact these people so clearly we know that they have not mended this whatsoever and from the looks of it if you weren't so sure about that i'm starting to think that yeah that's definitely the case like they still have not mended the situation at all and it kind of feels like we're pushing further and further from that even being a reality and again this is just from uh an outsider's perspective looking in it makes me feel like now they're just like cm punk's gonna use this opportunity to be like yeah I, you know, he did say in that article that he did regret his actions at the media scrum, but from the looks of it, you know, CM Punk is not, he's not backing down whatsoever. He's not going out and apologizing to the Bucks. He's not, you know, taking the blame or anything like that. And so this to me became very crystal clear that there is still, these problems are still out there. And there were tons of shots, like I kind of went through a little bit of what CM Punk said throughout this promo. And there were multiple shots that were thrown at the Bucks, at Kenny Omega, at the elites and the overall uh, situation. So that was definitely something that I think kind of, uh, this was the highlight of AEW collision because this was the most newsworthy thing. And I, for one, am happy that we got the, and I'm happy that we got CM Punk mentioning this because I do think that the fans were wondering and maybe would have felt a little bit cheated if they didn't hear about this at all. Now, with all that being said, I know that this is wishful thinking, right? This is this is definitely wishful thinking, but I truly, truly hope that CM Punk and the elite can somehow, some way, work together like they don't even gotta like each other right like they can still dislike each other or whatever but i do hope that they can work together because if they do they can literally print money money with this with this whole entire story like think of all of the different things that they can do not only do you have like the opportunity of having you know the singles match between kenny omega and cm punk but also cm punk and hangman page since he's also part of this whole thing and then um 
on top of that, you know, you can do like the, you can do a six man with FTR and CM Punk against uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Like there are so many options here and so many different things that you can do where these guys will legitimately be making money for a good period of time. This is also the closest thing that we have come to Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, Bret versus Shawn, Bret versus Shawn. I mean, this is something that we have been talking about, you know, even years later, it's always Brett versus Sean, Brett versus Sean. And we know that in wrestling, wrestling draws when it can take from real emotions and real events and make some serious, serious uh, cash. And I think that, I mean, I hope rather that for not just for our sake, but maybe even for their sake, mainly mostly for our sake, because I definitely want to see this uh, somehow, some way come to fruition because I don't, because I do think that if, if we don't ever get the elite and CM Punk in some sort of capacity, I do think that, you know, in years and years from now, we will be talking about how they never work together, right? You're going to be talking about this like with, Hogan and Brett never working together or same thing with Hogan and Austin, right? So I think that that's going to be something that you're going to be like, man, years from now, if they don't work together, you're going to be talking about it. And I hope that we do not miss out or that they do not miss out rather on this real big opportunity to capitalize on a massive storyline that I do think like regardless of how you feel about the Young Bucks, regardless how you feel about the elite in general, or regardless how you feel about CM Punk, people will be interested because again, it draws from real emotion and real life events. And that is going to draw money, period. So I think that's definitely something that we're going to have to wait and see what happens. I'm excited to hear when more reports and information comes out about, about just the how this all got put together with CM Punk's promo and what, a, what reactions, if any, we got from the elites. Who knows if we'll hear from that? We'll see. Uh, but that's definitely something that I am uh, looking forward to learning more about. And then on top of that, we got a main event. And the main event was, of course, that six man. And in this, we saw CM Punk and FTR defeat Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe. And this was the main event of the night. They gave them plenty of time. I really, really enjoyed this matchup a whole lot. I thought that this was a really good way to end the show. It's didn't have like this big um shocking moment I know a lot of people were maybe expecting something crazy to happen at the end of the show and we didn't necessarily get something crazy at the end of the show we got it at the beginning of the show just not the end of the show but regardless I thought this was a really good match there was so much that I love I want to shout out really quickly Dax Harwood I thought Dax Harwood was one of the highlights in this match he was mixing it in there with Jay White with Juice Robinson and just like really going to town with the chops and just everything that he was doing he was really just laying it in and it came across so so good and one of the other things the main thing I think from this was also the interactions between CM Punk and Samoa Joe that was so cool to see because I you know I'm pretty sure that this is going to be the the first or you know the first feud for CM Punk in AW with Samoa Joe and given their history and just everything that we saw 
even just in this match, I really just enjoyed seeing that back and forth, even though it wasn't too much. We kind of, it was, it was more still like a teaser, a little preview, but it was still very, very enjoyable to see. So I loved what they did here. I thought they did a really phenomenal job of putting this match together. And I was even curious. I was wondering if CM Punk was going to turn heel at the end of this. I was even wondering if maybe he was going to betray the, uh, if he was going to betray FTR. Uh, I know I was even thinking like, what if he aligns himself with Bullet Club Gold? I mean, there was all these different like ideas and things playing out in my mind but in the end it was a straightforward uh victory for cm punk and ftr but in a match that really got all of these bodies involved and cm punk probably did like the least in this but he's and that was even mentioned by commentary i'm glad that they didn't ignore that cm punk wasn't necessarily going out there and doing all the work right he kind of came in towards the latter end but it was a very very entertaining way to uh to have CM Punk back on the show. So before we talk about some of the other things that went down on Collision, just some overall thoughts though, is that I thought the rest of the show was decent. I thought it was okay, but really the CM Punk stuff is the main takeaway from this entire thing. And I think without the CM Punk stuff, if we just had the show that we had, it would have been just okay. And um, so yeah, so the CM Punk stuff was definitely the best stuff out of the entire thing. And the other thing that I loved about Collision is I love the stage. I thought the stage looked really great, really modern. Uh, it just really, really stood out and made everything pop. The other thing that I loved was all of the different camera angles. We got so many different camera angles that I thought were really cool. We saw different camera angles during the entrances, during the intro of the actual show, during the matches. Uh, I thought they did a really, really good job at just, you know, just making the show look a little bit different visually and I think they definitely had to do that so it didn't feel exactly like dynamite or just so that collision could have its own personality so let's go ahead and run down some of the other things that happened uh really quickly on collision we saw a brand new TNT champion uh we saw Luchasaurus defeat Wardlow of course he had the help of Christian Cage Christian Cage ended up hitting Wardlow with a camera multiple times in the head the referee did not see and so Luchasaurus ends up getting the victory and he's the brand new TNT champion I am not surprised by this whatsoever this was my prediction going into the show and I for one am really happy about it because I'm not I wasn't so keen on Wardlow being TNT champ anymore because I wasn't too crazy about his first run and so because of the first run and how that went for Wardlow I wasn't too interested in seeing him as champion once again I wanted to see something different and and the reason I wanted to see Luchasaurus win here tonight and we ended up seeing it right afterwards is that Christian Cage, it's like, yeah, Luchasaurus is the champion, but he's the muscle. Christian Cage is the mastermind. He's the he's the he's the one, you know, maneuvering Luchasaurus and doing what making him do whatever he wants. So it's going to be really cool to see that dynamic because, again, even though Luchasaurus is champion, it's Christian Cage who's running the show. And so immediately afterwards Christian Cage was the one celebrating with the bell and it was so funny and I can't wait to see how that's going to play out on Dynamite so I was very very happy to see this title change so of course the, the title's been you know moving about a whole lot but I really did think it was a good idea to actually have uh, Luchasaurus win we also saw the return of Andrade El Idolo he defeated Buddy Matthews and this was a match that in the beginning I wasn't feeling too much but then they ended up doing an injury angle for both guys where for Andrade it was his arm 
I mean, sorry, his, uh, yeah, his arm. And then for Buddy Matthews, it was his knee. And I liked this because towards the end of the match, there was so much that Buddy Matthews couldn't do because his knee kept giving out. And then Andrade locks in the figure four and wins the match because Buddy Matthews' knee is just taking so much pain at that point. Uh, he had no choice but to tap out. And so Andrade gets this really cool victory. The crowd really enjoyed this match. And there was also... I mentioned the camera stuff in the beginning. There was a really great shot that I enjoyed where they did this overhead shot from the uh, almost kind of by like the timekeepers area, not the timekeepers. Yeah. By the timekeepers area and by the barricade. And they did this like overhead shot and we saw Andrade do the hurricane on Buddy Matthews, but like a bird's eye view of it. And so it was really, really cool to see that uh, the crowd loved this. Andrade looked great, loved his gear, loved the coat, loved the mask. It looked really, really great. So I would say that was definitely a highlight of collision for sure. We also saw the return of Miro. He defeated Tony Nese. I kind of like Tony Nese came out there and he was, you know, being kind of hokey and stretching out and trying to get the crowd to stretch out. I thought it was a little lame, but once I realized that it was leading to Miro coming in to whoop some butt, uh, I was very happy about that. But I did think that they gave, I actually kind of felt like they gave Tony Neese a little bit too much uh, offense during this match. I thought this match should have been a lot shorter because I just couldn't buy a lot of I think, I think Miro just needed to get this win in a faster dominant fashion than he did. But eventually he he did. Uh, he got the win and um, he, either he, he, uh, he hit the game over and that was it. It was fun to see Miro back and it was fun to see him win. But again, it should have been a little bit of a shorter match, but that's fine. Uh, we also saw Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale defeat the outcasts, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. Uh, Sky Blue getting the win in her hometown. Her mom was even in the crowd. This was also a decent match. I thought the ending was kind of a little bit, um, it didn't feel so strong though, in my opinion, because we ended up seeing Tony Storm get out the uh, the spray paint and and she's like spraying sky blue in the face, but then she also gets Ruby Soho by accident. And so then this allows sky blue to, um, this allows Sky Blue to hit the code blue on Ruby Soho and score the win for her team. So it didn't look super strong, like the lead up into the actual finish. So I wasn't too crazy about that. But regardless, it was still a fun little matchup that they did there. So it was totally okay. Ricky Starks has added himself into the Owen Hart uh, tournament. So that's going to be exciting to see. Big fan of Ricky Starks. And also, we are going to go ahead and talk about the acclaimed. So the acclaimed go out there and they, you know, they do their rap and they do the first ever. This was more on the fun side, more on the silly side, as it always is. They go out there and they pretty much do the first ever uh, collision scissor and they, along with Billy Gunn and Tony Schiavone, all scissor in the ring. And pretty much the major takeaway from this is that, hey, we wish Billy Gunn happy uh, Father's Day to Daddy Ass. And also, they're going to be going for the trio's title once again. So that is definitely something that uh, we're going to be seeing there. And that was pretty much it, everyone. That was AEW Collision. So again, a pretty uh, enjoyable show with the major takeaway being CM Punk's promo and what they're going to do moving forward and what the reactions to that promo is going to look like. So thank you guys so much for listening to this quick 
recap of AEW Collision. If you enjoyed it, please let me know. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok at underscore Denise Salcedo. I would love to hear from you. And if you want to hear me talk about more wrestling on Busted Open, I am on every single Saturday on the weekend edition of Busted Open with Mark Henry, my co-host. And we always go out there and have a really good time. So hopefully you guys will go ahead and check out that show. But until next time, catch you guys later. Thank you guys so much for watching Busted Open. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.